Well, there you go. You can hear the music for GFPS. Time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Now, normally we'd be doing this podcast at about 10 o'clock this morning. A couple of scheduling issues happened, but uh, here we are on a Veterans Day. And with us today, love having this realty expert in with us, Adam Helgeson. Adam, how are you, man? Oh, let me turn you up. All right. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm that good. You don't even want to hear me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mentioned we love having you on the show. Uh, you're just a good dude. And on Veterans Day, especially uh, when we look at you, it, it almost looks like you've got the olive drab on. Uh, that's a pretty cool color. Did, yeah. did you even think about that when no, you put I that didn't. on? Uh, I got this down at RH Standard downtown. If you've never been there, that's an awesome store. Yeah, I've, awesome. I've, I'll be honest, I've never even heard of it. Really? Yeah, what's it called? RH Standard. And it, where are they? It's right across from the park or whatever. Okay. Downtown. Okay. Um, there you go. There's your plug, RH Standard. She's awesome. I actually yeah. walked in and they were getting ready for a wedding or something. It was like 1130. She's like, you want a beer? <laughs> really? Yeah. No, that, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they have they have nice clothes and yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, like, I like shopping local. You know uh, the thing uh, why I mentioned uh, the olive drab uh, today is Veterans Day and uh, you are a veteran and thank you, sir. We have talked about this before on our Berkshire Hathaway podcast, but um, tell us a little bit about uh, your experience and, and and what branch did you serve under and and I want to hear about the life of Adam Helgeson before he became a realty expert. You don't have to go back to high school, but you know uh, what I mean. I mean, there's, there's a few parts I'm going to leave out. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, after school, I was debating what I was going to do. Um, I wanted to go to college for architecture. I loved architecture design, mm-hmm. um, drafting. Uh, I did one class where we built a house from the ground up, and I've always love that type of stuff i'm a very if you think of the hollowing code if you know what that is when mm-hmm. it comes to you know your aptitudes i've always been a realistic person yep yep i love hands-on jobs um parents offered me to pay for or offered to pay for it and i said no um growing up in a farm i know you respect stuff a lot more when you work for it sure so i was like i'm gonna do this on my own take your hard-earned money and go on vacation do whatever um and i was actually uh sitting at a party one night sit on my cooler and I was looking at all these guys, 26, 27, working at the tire shop down the street and hanging out at high school parties. And I'm like, not that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I need to do something. Um, went and talked to an army recruiter, and seven days later, I was on a plane, jumped into it, knowing nothing. Um, so I shipped out January 19th, or January 21st, 2000, I shipped to basic training. Um, went active duty infantry. This stuff, I can get paid to shoot guns and blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being a country boy from up here, I was like, heck, heck, heck yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I did a stint. My first tour was in Hawaii. Uh, wasn't too bad. I was going to say it wouldn't be too bad. You know, I was trying to get to Germany because I like to travel and I want mm-hmm. to see castles and whatever. Yep, yep. Um, Hawaii was cool, but you're stuck in a rock. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only so much you can do. I used to get bored and drive laps around the island. Um, the cool thing about Hawaii, too, is we... There wasn't a lot of training areas. We got to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, been in Japan twice, Guam, Samoa, Alaska, all over. I think I've hit probably, I'd say, 45 of the 50 states. Wow. Somewhere in there, maybe 43. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just traveling around. Um, I was on my way to ranger school. I, I've always, that was my goal is to get into Army Rangers and Special Forces. Uh, I was repelling out of helicopters, training up for ranger school, and I blew up my knee. 
So I couldn't do that anymore. And I was sitting up being the infantry guy that was hurt sitting around doing nothing. So I volunteered to be a recruiter. I was like, well, let me take a break from the physical stuff, go help other people serve their country and then come back. Well, um, did that for three years up here in Grand Forks and re-enlisted military police and messed up my knee again in military police school. So I spent the majority of my career in recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, moved around. I was uh, one of the bosses for Wilmer, Minnesota and down to Marshall, Minnesota. And then I moved out to Bismarck and I was the boss of six recruiters out there. Um, I had orders to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then I was just like, no, I'm done. You know, once you have married and mm-hmm. had kids. So mm-hmm. I talked to the North Dakota National Guard about switching over. Um, and they took me in with open arms. And uh, from 2011 till just this last April, I was one of the recruiters and, you know, senior guys at the recruiting office right down the street on South Washington there. So uh, again, thank you. Now, I want to ask you, um, you know, you're a farm boy, grew up on a farm. Uh, when you decided to join the military, and you said it was a very quick thing. Uh, you went in and talked to a recruiter, what, seven days later, you're on an airplane. Uh, how did you tell your folks that, and what was their reaction? Well. Hey, I'm, I'm joining the Army. Okay, great, son. When? Uh, leaving in a couple of days. How did um, that go? It actually went a little more like I didn't tell them. Okay. <laughs> until the day before I left. Oh, um, so the day after I joined, my uncle and I hopped in the car and drove down to Denver for the Stockman Supply Rodeo. Mm-hmm. And we came back. The next day, I was packing my bags. My mom's like, aren't you supposed to be at work? I'm like, no, I quit. She's like, what do you mean you quit? Because I was working over at Shields. Okay. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I joined the Army. She's like, you did what? When do you leave? I said, tomorrow morning. What? Yeah, and then afterwards, I'll be living in Hawaii. You did what? And I didn't give her enough time to sink in, mm-hmm. um, which maybe was a good thing. It was because, you know, being a baby of four boys. Um, so I interrupt you, gentlemen, but we got to some treats from okay. Oh for Heaven's Cakes. Oh. oh for Heaven's Cakes. Oh, we oh, have cupcakes. Cupcakes. Nice. Thank oh, you. Those are those are tough. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. And, yeah, you know, I will too. They're, they're good, but thank you very much. All right. So, so back to, yeah. Yeah, I just... It was good because she said she probably would have locked me in the closet and not let me go. Um, and, of course, this was all before September 11th. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just I'm glad it went that way. And I still remember where I was on September 11th. We were in Hawaii about to do a live fire mission. We were up in the, the Kuhuku Mountain Range, and uh, I was the radio guy. So I remember getting the call over the radio going, hey, uh, Index, everyone return to base. We're under attack. And I was like... Uh, you kidding? <laughs> and this is the, not a drill. Yeah, not a drill. So we spent uh, a year guarding Triple Army Medical Center and the AMR housing areas and um and that type of stuff. It was kind of crazy. So now, did that nine eleven? Uh, did that put anything or instill anything into your brain? Like I, I need to keep doing this for the country or or not? Kind of. You know, I volunteered to go overseas three times. Mm-hmm. Um, never got to go. So I haven't figured it out either. I was a good recruiter or a crappy infantry guy. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was the first one, but uh, at least I hope it was the first one. But, you know, Evan, and so, yeah, I did a a 20-year, one-month, and 18-day career. Wow. With, you know, 19 years of it being in a wartime mm-hmm. and never got deployed. Yeah. And it it's kind of saddens me because it's like going to football practice for that long. Oh, yeah. Um, and never getting to play in the game. Sure. But then at my retirement, they uh, they said I had recruited over 290 kids into the military without one complaint or investigation. Wow. 
So that, you know that's what I mean? pretty good. Everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that was part of my calling to help, you know, help these guys get in. And um, I mean, that was, if you think about it, that's almost a battalion in the military sure. that I recruited yeah. myself. So, so when, when you were a recruiter, I don't know how many um, of these young men and women come in and, and want to join. Uh, I don't know if a lot of them brought their parents with them or not, but uh, did you ever get that thing where like, you know, all you want to do is just sign my kid up and ship him off to war or anything like that. Did you ever get feedback like that from people? Yes, a lot. Um, I was actually went to a house in Mayville and the mom comes walking out with a shotgun and pulled a gun on me and told told me to get off her property. You're kidding me. Yeah, Her daughter scheduled an appointment, Mm. wanted to get information. So I showed up and yeah, no. Uh, not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I had, there was a 24 year old living up by the Grafton area. I had a meeting scheduled with him, just calling around. And a couple hours later, I got a call from his mom saying, do not come up here. You're not taking my boy away from me and go fight. He's 24, living at home, never had a job, never been to college. I'm like, he needs to get that out of the house. I think there so, was a reason why, why, I mean, maybe coddled a little bit too much. I mean, there, know, there comes and, a time when, when you got to man up. Yeah, well, and, you know, I, I took pride in making sure my recruits knew the bet, everything, the ins and outs, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? No they, lying. They, no, no lying, because when I was an infantry guy, right, when I was a team leader, I had guys that their their recruiters lied to them, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And now I had to spend all my time, you know, making sure those two were doing what they're supposed to be doing, and the guys that wanted to be there couldn't get training, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I took that into recruiting, going, hey... um, you know, I, I'm not going to do that. And I got in arguments with my colonels. I'm like, I'm not going to put someone in just to make a number. I'm going to put in quality soldiers that will make the, the military better. Yeah, well, that's um, what we want. Exactly. And, you know, some of the, the, the things is like I had one kid um, put a Facebook post on it. And uh, Alan Dahlman, I remember this kid. He was from southern Minnesota. And I called him. He was a graduated senior. Um Toward the end of the summer, I was just calling the seniors to congratulate them and, you know, make sure they're heading off to college. I was like, what have you been up to all summer? He's like, playing Xbox. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, um, I don't know. I said, you ever thought about joining the Army? And he's like, I don't want to die. And I just busted out <laughs> laughing. I'm like, well, dude, I don't want to die either. You know, that's not what we're, what yeah. we're here to do. Yeah. And I ended up going down and talking to him. And he ended up joining for topographical analyst. Okay. By the time he completed basic training and his job training, he had six certificates of achievement and an Army Accommodation Medal. Um, and he just went full stride. Mm-hmm. And, um, also, I got a, tagged in a Facebook post, and it was something to the, the fact of I went from being last in my class to running some topographical thing for the state of Minnesota and going overseas, doing stuff with different large companies. He's like, I owe it all to one person. Thanks to my recruiter, Adam Helgeson. I was like, holy crap. You and that's, I mean? that's just, given me the, the, just the that, bumps here. Yep. Just that one phone call. And you know, I, I helped change this guy's life. Mm-hmm. So that was the best part of recruiting is, you know, taking these, these young men and women and watching them transform and, that's what you were kind of showing to the parents is you weren't in there selling the programs and benefits of the military. You were in there showing yourself. And these parents were like, do I want my son or daughter to turn out like this one day? Mm-hmm. You know, is more self-image. Right. Now, yeah. to this day, uh, I mean, we have the Grand Forks Air Force Base here. 
Uh, so we have got military personnel moving in and out of town all the time. Uh, to this day, you still help quite a few people in the military when it comes to buying and selling a home or finding a place to live. Yep. And, and I mean, you go above and beyond because uh, I've, I've heard the stories from you before. But I mean, this really does mean a lot to you uh, taking care of our vets. It does. I actually uh, was at my uh, real estate office uh, Monday night at eight thirty, nine o'clock. I had to meet a semi driver. He was hauling in two cars that um, one of my military clients coming in from Vegas, they had their cars shipped up here. Well, the cars had to get here early. So I had to inspect the cars, make sure everything was good, and I'm storing them <laughs> till they, <laughs> till they get here at the end of the month. Um, okay. So they're all dirty and stuff, so I'm going to take them, get them cleaned and washed. And then they just asked me, like, um, we ordered a table, and it's coming early. Could you? <laughs> yeah, just have it, have it sent to my house. Whatever. I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, the clients, one of the reasons we were late today doing this is I double booked myself, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a military client. And yeah. He had the day off from Veterans Day, and I've been working with his spouse trying to find stuff, so he had time off. So, um, you know, I just listing one today. I met with the client uh, yesterday, and they're – Air Force, he's actually looking at getting into recruiting, and they're selling their house in East Grand. And, you know, he's like, hey, um, you know, we, veterans want to stick together. I always give military discounts on my listings. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, yeah, it's just I, I love helping veterans. And So I would imagine uh, they know who you are at the Grand Forks Air Force Base. Um, do do they ever, as, like, hand your card out to new people coming in? They're not allowed to. Okay. Um now, I was an instructor out there for a few months. Um, so anytime someone is getting out of the military or retiring, they have to go through this course called TAPS. It's the Transition Assistance Program, okay. me, something like that. Um, but I'd go out there for a couple of days, and I would teach Department of Labor statistics as far as, you know, some of these guys have been in the military for 20 years. They don't yeah. know how to apply for a job. They right. don't know how to interview. And they're 40 years old, you they know. How to write a resume, that type of stuff. So I'd go out there and teach all these classes and um, and that type of stuff. But I got yelled at a couple of times because I mentioned I'm a realtor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you can't use your federal position to advertise for your private business. I'm like, I'm, I'm just networking. You mm-hmm. want me to teach a class about networking without networking? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, and uh, one day I was out there teaching the class. And as much as I love helping veterans, um, I lost two, two clients, which cost me six grand. Um, so I gave up six grand to make 350. Wow. Um, so I was like, you know, I just, I can better help vets another way. Uh-huh. You know I mean, than teaching these classes. So I, but yeah, I try and get out there and, you know, do as much as I can, but it's, it's more word of mouth and, you know, that type of stuff that, mm-hmm. that helps. So. But people definitely know who you are and that you're so. around here. Um, you know, I know this is a Berkshire Hathaway uh, podcast, but um, I'm sorry we're going so off track here, but it is Veterans Day. And uh, again, we can't thank you enough, but I, would, I do want to ask you this. What, uh, what does Veterans Day mean to you? You know, I, I've lost some good friends. Um, you know, even though I've never been overseas, mm-hmm. um, training accidents and stuff, we uh, lost a good buddy in Hawaii. Hand grenade went off when we were doing a training event. Um, you know, just thinking back to all my friends, I've lost some to suicide. You know what I mean? Just the, the veterans that didn't come home. I know that's more of a Memorial Day thing than a Veterans Day mm-hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, just thinking back to my past. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not one of the guys to go and get all the freebies. I just, 
I, I appreciate that the businesses are doing that and they support veterans, but it's just more of enjoying the freedoms we have and thinking back to all my, my buddies and who's not with us anymore and the, the fun times we had. And it's being a veteran is a different mentality. You know, um, a lot of the wives get jealous because you think of it in the infantry, I, I knew these guys better than I knew my spouse. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, sure. You think you're home for five hours, you sleep, they go to work. Yep. These guys, the only time you're not t- together is when you're sleeping, but you're sleeping right next to each other usually. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Out in the woods, you're you're constantly together training. I mean, there is a bond there that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's so. And, and you know, it's cliche, but band of brothers, you know, comes to mind. Um, yep. That's the way. In in my opinion. I don't know nearly as much about the military as you do, but that's the way the military should be. I mean, yep. it's a team. Uh, it's an effort from every single person in that company, platoon or whatever. Yeah, you, you don't have to go have a beer afterwards and hang out, but you know what? When it's time to work, we all work together. And that's what we, even the different branches give each other grief, you know, like the chair force and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the Marines go eat some crayons. It was their birthday yesterday. <laughs> um, but... You know, when it comes down to it, we pick on each other, mm-hmm. right? But if a non-military member picks on any of us, oh, yeah. or, you know what I mean? It's time to get you got your down. back. We work, we work together. And, um, you know, funny story is I actually uh, was just in contact and I'm heading out to Vegas for a Berkshire convention in March. And uh, a guy I went to basic training with, haven't seen him since. We're actually meeting up. Oh, wow. And going to hang out. and I bet you that's um, going to be so much fun. Yeah, we've kept in contact. So we, we trained together for 14 weeks, mm-hmm. 21 years ago, and we still keep in contact. Just, I mean, that's the, the, the camaraderie. You mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's, Do you still keep in contact with a lot of people you served with? Yeah. Oh, thanks to, fans, thanks to Facebook. Yeah, sure. That's the only reason I have that stupid thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. As, uh, you know, to keep in touch with those guys and... Um, one of our ranger buddies, I just found out we lost him a month ago. Um, just the other day, I found that out. But uh, after ranger school, he uh, was having a party down in Waikiki and fell off like a third-store balcony and got kind of messed up. But oh. he was the funniest guy and just best soldier you'd ever met. Um, but, yeah, he just passed away a month ago. So, yeah, it's it's good to keep up. And You know, the, the thing is, uh, when these people get done serving – um, some of them might have issues that we didn't know about before. Uh, some of these people have been through a lot, yeah. uh, but what it boils down to is, is, is well, veterans are just, they're people. Yeah. I mean, they're people that just maybe did something a little bit different than what I do. Well, and people can get messed up anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's even anyone in the community. I, I always try and have a positive attitude. My wife gets mad at me cause she says, you're too nice. You know what I mean? You're always, I'm always happy. You, you will never, very rarely catch me mad. Mm-hmm. Um, I treat everyone with respect because you never know what the hell day they're having. Right, you right. You know what I mean? And maybe one smile, one positive word, like, hey, you look nice today or something. Even if you don't know them, one nice word can change someone's day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just I try and always have a positive outlook. And, um, you know, I, I lost my brother when I was in high school. He passed away from heart failure. So, Ever since then, I've always looked at it as like you never know when the good Lord's going to take you. So mm-hmm. enjoy every day and absolutely, you know, lay your head on the pillow knowing you did the best you could that day. And yeah, um, you know, I promise. Uh, I think you're coming back on Friday. 
Yep. Um, I promise we'll actually talk about some realty stuff then. Oh, that, Is no, that all right? Fine. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's I, great. I, I mean, I uh, we have a lot of respect for you here in this studio. Uh, and again, we thank you for your time served. Yeah. Uh, we thank you for the fact that that you're still helping veterans out there to this day. And and uh, knowing you uh, like I do, Adam, I, I'm guessing this is going to be the way you roll for the rest of your life. I hope so. Yeah. You know, I've like through my military service, I've moved six times. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm on my sixth house. And, uh, you know, I've been screwed over by agents. Mm-hmm. And I just vow to, you know, never do that to my clients. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I just like, that's it, a big process. It's a big deal. And you want to make sure you can find someone in your corner that you can trust. Yeah. And uh, another thing is, um, I don't know if you ever did get to make it to Germany or not, but um, it's really cool. I want to. <laughs> it's really nice. Normandy's on my bucket list. Yeah, I, I've been there. I was at, uh, used to be Han Air Base. Uh, that's where my wife was stationed. But uh, I got lucky enough to take a trip there a couple of years ago. And uh, I have no doubt that you're going to take a vacation here one, one of these days to one Europe. Day. And enjoy it, my friend. I will. Uh, Well, we didn't talk a whole lot about uh, realty today, but uh, you know what? Adam Helgeson, your realty expert for Berkshire Hathaway, he'll be back again later on in the week, and I promise we'll talk about buying and selling and all the fun stuff uh, that has to do with uh, being a realty expert. Again, there you go. Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. It's in the books. And thank you very much, Adam Helgeson. And happy Veterans Day to all you veterans out there.